Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Brendan McCullough. And today's special, we have some guests on the show. It's been a while. Uh, we're doing a little interview of another podcast we admire. It's the Kame House Party. We have Vince and Aaron. How's everybody doing? Let's start with Vince and Aaron, because we've already heard enough from Bren. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I like We'll this. leave if there's... <laughs> Issues that need to get. Oh resolved. no! Well, no, yeah, it's Aaron, all good. Aaron, Aaron, you can leave. I'm gonna sit in the corner and just smolder in this. <laughs> I yeah, see the popcorn. popcorn now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I brought uh, my own. <laughs> I don't have popcorn, but I'm doing well. Thank you all for having me. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having us. I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good. Glad to have you guys on board. Okay, so for anybody who's unfamiliar with your show, actually, Bren, how are you doing? I'm not trying to be a total dick. <laughs> I'm doing fine. It's weird that we actually have kind of a a cognitive through line because the last few episodes we've been talking about Dragon Ball Z. And we're right? like, screw it. Let's just do a full-blown episode about it with some guests. And it's weird we actually put this much thought into our episodes. Yeah, I think it was really by accident, but that's the thing. I got sick with the flu earlier this year, ended up doing a deep dive being like, oh, I have Dragon Ball Z season one on Blu-ray. Watched that, thoroughly enjoyed it, was like, you know what, let's see if there's any podcasts out there. Found your show and was like totally floored. You guys are really funny, you have some good chemistry, and I kind of wanted to just have you on here to talk about how it all began, and you guys are really far. So for anyone who's unfamiliar with your show, the whole premise is you both go through uh all every episode of Dragon Ball Ball Z and I'm ex- assuming you're going to get the GT if if I'm not mistaken please don't uh <laughs> I think G- super first yeah super, super first. first and then GT will be like the last Patreon tier <laughs> <laughs> fair enough you have to pay us to watch that <laughs> exactly That's- pay pay me to watch that non-canon BS yeah. <laughs> but it's so funny that at the time I found your show, you guys just were hitting Z. So I'm like, oh, wow, it's perfect because this is where I just I watched season one. Uh, but you've covered all of Dragon Ball already. And that's the thing. This show is spans hundreds of episodes. And I feel like setting out to do this is a very ambitious project. And you guys are very consistent in releasing your episodes. You've done some other stuff like uh, your pregame episodes. But let's hear about how do you guys know one another when did your Dragon Ball Z love begin, and when did you guys think to yourselves, we're going to take this to the next level and start a podcast? Okay. Uh... <laughs> you make it sound like this deliberate <laughs> corporate move. Yeah, what was yeah, your right? strategy for making your brand? So after, after many rounds of creative with our agency, we came mm-hmm. up with the idea. <laughs> um, so I see I can start with yeah, my love of my love of Dragon Ball started um probably in like grade school, like probably fifth grade, maybe. Uh that's when I think Toonami really came into its own. And uh Dragon Ball Z was like one of the first things I watched and then found like a little community at school of nerds who wanted to play Dragon Ball at recess. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then just from there I kept watching, even when all of my other friends fell off once like middle school and high school hit. I was like, wait, you guys know there's like GT and you can get a VHS and it's kind of dope, but it's also weird because Toriyama didn't do anything on it. And, <laughs> um, yeah. So that's kind of where it started. And then that spun out to me loving all kinds of anime. I don't know where it started for you, Aaron. <laughs> exactly. Well, let me, well, let me tell you. <laughs> so, so I was. Um, I was already kind of deep into anime. 
uh, with a few friends, a few friends who had more money than me or were better at money. Uh, <laughs> they were able to buy the the very expensive VHS tapes at the time. Uh, I'm a bit older than Vince, um, but I remember we Dragon Ball was a show that we tangentially knew about, uh, but we did not actually watch it. I want to say that the first time I actually saw Dragon Ball was from a bootleg. Uh, during the Great Saiyan Man saga. Ooh, like oh, nice! Way, yeah, way deep in there, season seven. Yeah, and so we, and then once it came on Toonami, then it was I have to rush home after school. Yes, I know I'm in high school, but I have to rush home after school, <laughs> right? And I have to watch this show, and I just I. I kept up with it uh, on broadcast for a while. I think up until like up to like the Cell Saga, and then just yeah, it, that just fueled all of my other anime. Uh, there was a collectible card game that I played in a few tournaments during during the card game boom of the late nineties, early two thousands. There was a Dragon Ball one. Um, oh, cool! Yeah. Just- I re- I have some of those cards. They're in. I know exactly where they are. They're under my bed in my Pokemon binder, like on the last page. Is like my Dragon Ball Z cards. The miscellaneous the shame cards. Page. <laughs> yeah, the shame page. What I got? A, I got a shiny Piccolo. I don't know what you. There's Ooh. no shame there. No, not at all. <laughs> Please, excuse me. It was a family podcast. <laughs> yeah, I have a shame binder full of Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings cards, and it's like those shouldn't Jesus exist. <laughs> what didn't have a card game? In the late early late nineties, early two thousands, like what franchise did I just found out? Zoids had a card game. Fucking oh, wow. Zoids. wait, are you serious? Zoids yeah, had I a want card them. game. Everything Vince's had ears a card just game. perked up. Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> pretty much. Zoids is now one of those things where I I try to I use to find like the real ones, like those real tsunami heads, because that was like mm-hmm. the last one of the last things I remember was like a new tsunami thing was Zoids. And I did, I thought it was cool. I was like, yeah, animal Hell mechas yeah. and yeah. Um, cool ar- changeable armors. I did, uh, yeah, the main Zoid, like the white, the white tiger. Liger Zero. Yeah, yeah, Liger Zero and all the different forms. I had those models. So I made those models. Um, I made Gundam models back in the day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had awesome. some of those too. It was, it just bl- blows my mind how much everything had card games and how little people actually played those card games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was not ever about the actual game. It was just about having the cards. It was just some of the cool art on them sometimes. Oh, Pretty yeah. much. Um, but okay, so how do you guys know one another? Is it uh, stemming back from school? Uh, we met in 2016, I think. Uh, yes. So mm-hmm. I was uh, I was on an improv team called Generous, and a member of our team, uh, her name's Mila. She said, "Hey, I know this very funny guy. He's in one of my improv classes. Uh, his name is Vince, and he should join our team." And we're like, "Sure, yes." And so we had we had an audition, which was just him coming to one of our practices, and. <laughs> The uh, and, and during that time when we had scenes together, we we played pretty well together. Uh, I think we were probably the biggest nerds out of everyone <laughs> on that team. And we just, I remember we went out to drink one evening, and like we were just by ourselves in a corner, just talking for like an hour and a half. <laughs> like, About oh, we're friends yeah, now, yeah. Straight up, like everything. I think it was probably started with video games, and then 
quickly devolved into obscure anime. I probably mentioned Roroni Kenshin, <laughs> and uh, then our, our friendship just blossomed after that, right? Awesome. Uh, yeah. Nerds just attract each other, and you just slowly slowly toss out bait of like, oh, man, this is just like that reverse blade that uh, Kenshin uses, huh? And see who takes it. <laughs> yeah, anyone? yeah, exactly. Anyone? <laughs> and then... And then I think I'll reveal this. I sort of, uh, we both also bonded over podcasts. We're like huge comedy bang bang and like earwolf fans. Hell yeah. And then we, uh, it was in New York, but uh, every year the Upright Citizens Brigade, they will have the Del Close uh, Improv Festival Marathon. Yeah. Yeah. they, They moved to LA, so they don't matter anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's no longer a real thing <laughs> but uh but like we we actually got on to be a performer out of you know the the hundreds of people performing they had there's like six seven different theaters going non-stop like it's straight 72 hours yeah. oh wow it's a lot and so yeah they we were able to perform there uh and then we there's a party space if you're a performer where it's a lot of the, mainly it's a bunch of improv students that go there and then all the like famous improvisers like a Jason Manzukis or uh, some other you know celebrities they get to come to the fest a Lauren Lapkus a Matt mm-hmm. Walsh <laughs> so it was there and i had already kind of like oh me and Vince need to do a podcast but what about and i just casually like hey man do you want to do a po- now that you have a few drinks in you do you want to do a podcast with me <laughs> i'm pretty sure i quit like by the time you ended that sentence, I was already like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Without do knowing you wanna, what it was yes. going to be about. <laughs> and do you want to do hard drugs and ruin your life? <laughs> yes. Wait, no. Do you, do you, you, see, you seem like you have too much free time. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's fix that. So Aaron asked me, he was like, so do you want to do a podcast? And I said, yep. And then you said, well, what do you want it to be about? And I was like, I've been watching a lot of Dragon Ball lately. You want to do that? <laughs> And then Aaron said yes. And then I got <laughs> then I got down on one knee and I called my parents. It was great. <laughs> the a, a string quartet came out and played <laughs> Rock the Dragon. <laughs> Shenron himself is like, your wish has been granted. <laughs> yeah, Nick Kroll said Nick Kroll said, Your wish has been granted, you nerds. <laughs> the fishy came out as the ring announcer for the tournaments. <laughs> Halfway through, his hair goes blonde for some reason. <laughs> but no, that's a really cool origin story. I'm glad to kind of hear how that all s- was inspired and everything. So, but you guys also mentioned that you're video game uh, fans, and that's really what our show's about. So, I did have a couple questions for you guys regarding that. What kind of uh, games are you guys playing these days? And uh, maybe what was the first game you ever played? Oh, boy. Ever. Uh,. I think the first game I ever remember playing was probably, oh boy, I think it was my god sister had a Super Nintendo, so it may have been Mario World, uh, or it could have been a Game Boy game. I can't quite remember, um, but now it's gone from that, so I, I pretty much play everything, um, playing a lot of Call of Duty multiplayer right now, a uh, lot of everybody's golf uh, fuck yeah i just went on a tear over like i gave myself a long weekend from work for my birthday a couple weeks ago and um i was telling aaron this i finished 
two games in one weekend. I finished The Outer Worlds and Control, both in the same Damn. weekend. Oh, uh, wow. That's a productive weekend. It was <laughs> the most productive weekend. It was fantastic. And both of those games had pretty fun endings. Um, but, like, yeah, I've... You know, I'm an only child, so my parents knew that he needed stimulation <laughs> beyond <laughs> bugging us to do stuff. Um, and so early on, I think my my dad had a Sega Genesis, so he gave that to me when I was like five. So then it was off to the races. So Sonic, all of the Sonics, um, Vector Man, Rampage, all that stuff, all the way through. So I had Sega Genesis, and then got i forget which came first but I, I ended up having a dreamcast playstation playstation 2 xbox 360 like i i've had pretty much everything um and so i i tend to play everything that comes out uh right now i have a switch xbox one and playstation 4 pro so uh that mario odyssey game is amazing uh, hell yeah i think on my Switch, I still have to get through uh, Platinum's, um, what was the Platinum game that came out oh, on the Switch? Um, uh, the Police one? What was that yeah. called? Oh, uh, God. I heard yeah, Astral... I can't remember. Oh, Astral, Astral Chain. Chain. Astral That's Chain. Aaron, Aaron texted me that as a recommendation for me to play, and I forgot I had it. Um, uh, what else? I, I sunk a ton of time into, um, what was it? Oh, Witcher 3. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Logged about 120 hours on that. Mm -hmm. Witcher 3. Uh, Destiny 2 and Destiny. I, I, I'm like the weird guy that only plays Destiny in solo. <laughs> 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 like I played all of Destiny, uh, Destiny 1 solo. And then uh, Destiny 2, I ended up finding a couple people to play with. Aaron, I think you played a little bit of Destiny 2. Uh, and then, like one of my coworkers, and then uh, I I ended up playing some Destiny two with my coworker and our CEO, which was kind of crazy. <laughs> um, Good company bonding experience. Yeah, we were doing a lot of uh, not raids but strikes and stuff to to grind for loot and get some rare stuff. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was interesting when I moved in with uh, my now fiance. Uh, they asked me okay, are you ever going to stop playing video games? <laughs> we met in college, so I was doing a lot of that uh, yeah. then. Uh, and she's like, are you ever going to stop? And I was, I was very calmly like, well, well, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, Why would I? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I invested Gotta all be this honest. money in this stuff. I can't. It's like, well, one, I'm not, it's not like about recouping on my investment. It's more about this is the the thing that I like to do to set the, the center time. and like settle myself and, um, you know, games are an awesome interactive medium. I think yeah, a lot more fun quality than entertainment. A lot of movies, you know. So yeah, for sure. That's funny uh, and a, a funny perspective from your fiance. Of like, of course not. These this is my thing. Um, but I wanted to ask Aaron, how about you? Uh, what kind of games were formative for you growing up? Um, I've again to show my age uh, <laughs> i think the first games i remember were at my grandparents place uh on an atari 2600 um i think and the one from there i remember well i remember et cuz oh, we, we we tried 
we just try. We're like, this has to be a good game, right? There has to be some trick to figure it out. It's not. It can't just be a, a horrible trap. Spielberg I mean, wouldn't let a bad game come out, right? Yeah, <laughs> these are professionals. Um, there was one. Uh, I don't think it was called Tanks, but it was like different vehicle combat, which mm-hmm. which I enjoyed a bunch. You know, a tank being like a big block with a little uh, rectangle awesome. sticking out of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but those were, and then like we just, I've had a system um, pretty much every generation uh, a- after that on and off. Uh, I took a big break after I went to college for about five, six years where I didn't really have anything. And then when I, Got to know Vince. I'm like, I want to play games with him. He's talking about <laughs> games all the time. They sound like yeah. I want to get back in it. So uh, right now I have a PS4. Um, lately, this week at least, I've played, uh, I played the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. Oh, oh what nice. did you think? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so I, Good or bad? No, I... Uh, so Seven was the reason I got a PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I got it for the weekend and my parents did not get me a memory card because how would you know? Oh no. Yeah. So I had to wait a few days before we could go out and get a memory card. I don't know. Remember the reason we just did. Mm -hmm. Um, so I played through like, I played three hours of final fantasy seven, stop, come back, start over. And I did like two or three times. Like I, I think 70 hours was my end game time. Ish on Final Fantasy Seven, um, so I, so like you know, there's a lot of build up to this, and it, and it looks so amazing, and the combat takes a bit to get a handle of because you mm. have that real time, yeah, on t- and then they do sort of a when you're going through menus, they do like a bullet time, uh, oh, so okay. you have you have specific like special abilities, some magic, uh, your limit breaks. Um, but you can hot swap. You only control one character at a time, so you can hot swap between them. And to sort of simulate the turn-basedness of the original game, you know, once you use an action on a character, well, you have to wait till your meter fills back up till you can use, like, even an item or anything. Mm, uh, so okay. combat was tricky at first, but it got really fun and hectic. And that boss battle was surprisingly hard just because of the amount of potions I had to use. Yeah. I, w- I was very, so I'm like, I don't remember being this bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was great. <laughs> Could be harder this time around. You never know. Yeah. They did say that they were changing. It's not just like a, a re-up a remastering. They are changing like story elements and stuff. Right. So they might've oh, wow. just been like, Oh, we intended this early boss to be, tougher than it is rather people blowing through it so quickly. So they might've beefed up everybody. And I know, you know, it's a demo. They might change some things. There was a, they did. I think they added a few new story elements where, uh, in that opening scene, instead of you being the one that actually blew up the reactor, uh, your bomb does not spoilers. Uh, your bomb does not actually (laughs) go off. (laughs) The game's 25 years old? I think spoilers are safe. The the detonation you set isn't the thing that destroys the reactor. Mm. It goes off, it doesn't have an effect. But Shinra's like, nope, do it. So they blow it up themselves. It's the the Hanjin shoot first 
uh, remastering. Yeah. Right. So like, you didn't blow it up. Wink. It's like, gotcha. Don't worry. You're not real terrorists. Don't <laughs> Exactly. <worry. laughs> yeah. And then uh, the other thing that I, I, I got a good deal on it, uh, and I've been wanting to play it for a while, uh, Mutant Year Zero, uh, Road to Eden. Oh, I've heard I'm actually unfamiliar with this. So this oh, is Oh, good luck. <laughs> oh, wait, have you have you dabbled in it? I uh I consume a lot of gaming media, so I've I've seen, I think, uh some playthroughs of that. And that's one of those games where I don't I wouldn't have the patience for it, and it seems pretty tough by by the accounts that I've seen. Um uh, but it definitely looks cool. Um just not not necessarily my cup of tea. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, I don't know if any of y'all played the Shadowrun games that came out a few years ago on uh, on PC. Yeah, I played a few. I think it was like Hong Kong. Yeah, and then we interviewed um, uh, Mitch Gettleman, Doug. Who, yeah, I was just trying to remember his name. I'm like such yeah, an idiot. <laughs> their brain schemes. They're the ones that pump out those games. Oh, okay. I'll well, I'll have to look for that one. Yeah, let's just listen to that. But uh, they so it's similar in that vein where it's a you know it's a tactical squad based game, and the I mean it's post apocalyptic. You're a bunch of mutants, and that sort of justifies the the special abilities that each character has. Gotcha. Um, It's not complex, but the gameplay. I guess loop is so satisfying. So you, you get dropped in a zone. You don't have an over map and it's like, okay, go explore this. You're trying to get from one end to the other. And that part is exploring. And there's also stealth elements, which are not, which are fairly easy. Uh, each enemy has a, you know, a radius around. So, you know, if you're going to trigger the combat. So this, <laughs> what this allows you to do is like, you can position and plan your attack on a group. However you want and then the combat just become you know it's turn based tactics combat which i really enjoy like darkest dungeon i oh, ha- yeah. I, I quit cuz it got too hard but <laughs> uh, it gets but rough with but my time with it was super fun so that you know it's a, it's a good solid tactics based game that i'm really liking totally oh, god i've seen a, I've seen great reviews for it but i'm also seeing a lot of comparisons to xcom and it's giving me flashbacks I, I can't handle that. I can't go back yet. <laughs> yes. I, I am on a very, on the normal, easiest difficulty, and I've had to restart a few times. I'm like, all right, this combat's not going so great. I'm going to restart. Yeah. <laughs> no, sh- no shame in that yeah, to me. I, Please don't shame me. <laughs> <laughs> I just beat um, Fire Emblem Three Houses, and I'm hoping that'll be like, the training wheels for getting me back into turn-based like tactics games because I'm just so bad at them and like I still haven't beaten XCOM two, so I'm hoping that'll that'll help me crutch me into it and maybe get better because God, he, those games just kick the shit out of you. They're relentless. Uh, quick question: What house did you choose? I did two playthroughs, so I initially did Golden Deer and then I did Black Eagle. Mm. Or aren't aren't those houses supposed to tell you something about your personality or something like that? Or is that just what the internet's doing with every choice that people make? <laughs> That's just the internet. It's it's because you have to pick the house so early in the game, you really have no context for them. Ah, uh, okay. So early on, you're just like, wh- which one are you more attractive to? The you know Aryan blue boy, the you know dark mysterious handsome man from a different land. Or the Empire Princess, who's going to crush everyone under her heel. It's like, oh, mm, uh, okay. Uh, you just pick from there. 
Um, but it's a, it's a different story depending on the house you pick. And isn't isn't the the main character of this Fire Emblem game the newest character for Smash? Is it right? Yeah, Baylith. Uh, ba- ba- Baylith. 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 It's does the uh, classic RPG thing where it's like, oh, this is your name, but because you can change what the name is, we're never gonna say it out loud. So we're gonna call you Professor. And uh, everyone course. calls you professor no matter the situation. So it's like, mm, convenient. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're the new character in Smash. So not a lot of people are happy about that. That's right. But Yeah. Um, well, and that's the thing. As for me, I've been playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot appropriately. So, like, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. So far, that's the thing. Going into this, I was thinking to myself, I'm like... I'm in the market for a new game. I'm really on a Dragon Ball kick, if you guys can't tell. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm really interested in a game that's just going to focus on reliving the story. And it turns out, like, that's basically exactly what I was looking for in Kakarot. The graphics are incredible. It is just like, I don't know, you're going through reliving the story in different scenarios, fighting all the key bosses and stuff. But uh, have either of you played it? And what were your thoughts? Because I'm only very early in the game. I think I just beat Vegeta and Nappa. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I have to clear my throat because uh, I also get, completed get that game um, a, a little while ago, and my feelings on it are like all over the place. Uh, like Uh-oh. you said, it, it it looks really, really cool, and you know, it it is that like the greatest hits of Dragon Ball Z. You're going through like every pivotal moment. Um, like my favorite saga is the Cell Saga. So totally, I can't wait. And androids uh, and oh man, right and like uh, the fact that you can like use your key sense to like look at enemies and you can like I don't know if you did this when you went to fight Nappa and Vegeta, but like you can see how big their key is compared to everybody else's, um, which is like really really cool. Uh, so if you haven't done that, do that before every major fight uh, because it escalates in in the way that Dragon Ball Z likes to escalate, right? Um, <laughs> Endlessly. But- I I had a problem with how repetitive it is. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, and a, li- a little bit how limited it it felt as you go through it. I I mean, it's not like I'm going to spoil any story stuff, but some of the mechanics <laughs> the mechanics you don't really get to use as much, like swapping characters in and out of your party to do certain missions and, and things like that. They don't come up as often as as kind of I wanted it. Okay, wanted it to. But it doesn't really detract if, like, you're going through and you're enjoying, you know, the greatest hits. I'm not going to take that away from you. But, yeah, uh, like, I I finished it and then saw that they were like, oh, there are a ton more quests that you can do. And I was like, eh, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that's totally understandable. I, I'm just more or less, I was worried I'd be getting, like, a Dragon Ball Z game because there's so many iterations where it's like, I'm in it for the story, but this one's more or less like a side-by-side Mortal Kombat fighter. And I'm like, fuck. So, like, at least in this instance, like, this is the game I was after. But um, do you guys have any experience with any of the other Dragon Ball Z games? Any favorites? Like, I know some people really like the Tenkaichi game specifically. Yeah. yeah, I went through all those Tenkaichi games. Uh, you know, I think, what is it? Tenk- Budokai 3. Um the first couple, I, I played those. Uh, I found a little while ago uh, my Game Boy Advance copy of Legacy of Goku 2. Oh, uh, hell yeah. Those games are great. Which is, yeah, which is like, uh, it's basically 
what I think they modeled Dragon Ball Z Kakarot around. Because even on the Game Boy, you were flying to and from certain locations to like train and do missions and you were leveling up your attacks and stuff. But yeah, that game was tough. Like I picked it oh, up yeah. and tried to start where I was, like start from where I was, and I was like, "How did I manage to be so patient?" <laughs> like, <laughs> as a child, I had no other like, choice. Yeah, I was like, "I guess I'm locked into this car as we drive to Florida again." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, those games, and yeah, more recently, Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, I think Aaron and I played a a bit of that, but I still. I pick up all the the new DLC characters because I I gotta I gotta fight with every Goku there is, <laughs> including <laughs> Ultra Instinct. Yeah, including Ultra Instinct coming soon. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I I've been searching for like that perfect Dragon Ball game, and uh, Kakarot is great, but it, it wasn't quite there for me. But uh, I yeah, I still close, like it. but missed the mark. That's understandable. I have a feeling I'm gonna have a similar overall review once i'm done with the game too because i well i do like uh unlocking the different moves and stuff i'm still early in the game so we'll see how it goes but how about you aaron did you even get around to playing that one just yet i know you mentioned you have a ps4 yeah we uh we did a we did a one of our pre-games where we we talk about something either non we don't talk about a specific episode we'll go on a different topic so i think we are both about where you're at about 10 hours in when we did it okay it's and it's so people should check that out. Uh, but <laughs> oh, yeah. for, the, for the condensed version, I would say that I st- I just got to the Saiyaman saga, uh, which I like. I was grinning ear to ear when I could finally fly around as him. Hell and, yeah! In like, the front, like <laughs> I'm with Vince, where it's very mixed, where it can become a bit of a slog. Um, but there's just like if you are a fan. You're going to enjoy this. And the combats still to me like feel very good. And there's like, there's, there's like, you get that good endorphin hit from like going, coming over a big fight or like mastering something or when you dodge a, dodge a blast just so it's, um, I don't know if this is really an RPG. Right. You know, it's got, and that's kind of the thing that I was wanting more of. I get, I wanted the side stories, the, I wanted the side quest to be a little more involved. Yeah. And in, but they, they are very f- fetch questy. Um, well, because it's uh, following the story of Dragon Ball Z. So, like, they can't derail too much and being like, oh, now I'm just going to go back to Namek and, like, fuck around there for a while. It's like, no, Goku doesn't do that. Yeah, so, but, you can't. Uh, but he can instant transmission anywhere he's been. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they do try to uh, throw in some, uh, like, hints to older things like i think i ran into like emperor pilaf shu and mai at like one little area so i was like that's <laughs> cool how like they throw these little characters in there but in all reality i don't know why they would be there <laughs> right it's it, it it almost feels like some like a lot of side quests just kind of feel contrived almost but i mean it's fine because yeah you do get that pop when you're like oh pilaf shu and mai what are they doing oh scheming yeah. and they don't want to they want to talk to goku because they hate goku um or finding Ader out in like the wilderness and uh, Ader, uh, yeah. like Ader's, like, hey, you look a lot like Goku. Are you his son? Oh, this is <laughs> great. You can help me out. Why don't you go get berries? I love berries, and Sano loves berries. And you have to go fly through a bunch of trees and come back, <laughs> like stuff like that. <laughs> uh, yep. So yeah, I, I I really got a kick out of running into Fortune Teller Baba and saying like, this boy has a troubled 
future ahead of him at like while you're playing as Gohan and stuff. Uh, for sure. I think there's even the an announcer for the world tournament, like on a hill all by himself. He's like, you found me. And he, he was like practicing his announcing. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm shouting to see how, how loud my voice can get. I train too. Yeah. <laughs> sure you do, buddy. Sure you do. Oh man. So overall it does seem like, yeah, if you're a fan, you probably will walk away enjoying the game, but it does seem like it, it can get repetitive, which I feel like that's with I mean, most games. That's Dragon Ball. <laughs> Well, that's a good, good point. So maybe it is the most authentic Dragon Ball game <laughs> to date. Awesome. That's what I wanted to hear. All right, cool. So and now I did want to ask a few more questions about your show. Uh, specifically, let's start with Kame House Party. Where did that name come from? It was, it's it's just like the perfect name. I don't know if you have much of a, an origin story there, but it's just really cool. So it was a dark and stormy night. <laughs> I, met, I ran into Kid. <laughs> And I, I beseeched him. I said, can we use uh, your title in parody, my good man? No. Uh, Aaron, how did did you come up with it? I think we were just thinking of dumb, dumb names. <laughs> we're trying to get punny on it, which is yeah. not the best move. <laughs> when we later found out about this thing called SEO and all that. Um, yeah. But it was, hey, Kame House. Kame House Party. Oh, mm-hmm. like that old movie, House Party. Mm-hmm. There we go. And then we just well, like we literally just ripped off the logo from the poster, and then yeah, just why not plastered Kame House on it? It's cool. That's what I mean. I love the name for it. I wanted to say uh, you guys have been doing this for so long that your theme song has changed and stuff. And you also adapted this thing called the One Minute Roundup. Uh, first, though, when did the new theme song come into play? Because I'm listening to the back catalog. I'm like, I don't know, maybe 20 episodes into the Dragon Ball series. And then I'm also listening to your episodes as they come out. So like, I'm all over the place with your show. But like, the new theme song is awesome. Oh, thank you. That's uh, His stage name is 8-Bit Suicide. But it's uh, Anthony uh, Vingus was a, was a guy I went to film school with. And he was this wonderful musician. Um, he did a lot of chiptune stuff. Uh, and we, I think at first we're like, what is free? What is free <laughs> yes. that we can use without <laughs> totally. getting copyright struck for? Yeah, without getting popped later on. Uh, so we sort of, we found a few things and we would, we toyed with the idea of like switching between them. And then I think once we, once we knew we were in it, like this wasn't going to be a, a temporary uh, interest. We, I was like, well, I know a musician. He could probably get to us for a reasonable rate, which he did very much so. Um, and yeah, that's how we got, I think, I don't remember exactly what I gave him as a brief. I think I'm like, Hey man, just mention Dragon Ball and karate <laughs> and have fun with Hell it. Yeah. And yeah. Then, no, did, okay. I do remember. Cause it was the, uh, I was like, Oh, it should be fun. And I think I gave him the workaholics, uh, opening theme, mm-hmm, sort mm-hmm. of base off that. Oh, okay, nice. And that fit in with the style a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I think they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I remember hearing that the first time, and like my eyes lit up. I was like, "Oh my god, this feels so real!" <laughs> like we're really doing <laughs> a thing, and it, it's great. Like uh, everybody who is like close to the podcast when we were first getting started, I think once we got like that intro song people are like oh wow you guys are really actually doing a project like you guys are really doing this uh which was like really nice and uh like super validating to hear <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely encouraging that's awesome uh yeah 
we've been doing this show for way too long. We're like in the 300s of episodes or something. And season two only started at episode 307. So our seasons are really long. (laughs) Um, But that's what I mean. Uh, I really enjoy your show. I wanted to ask you though, uh, when the, or how the one minute roundup came about, because that's the perfect way, because that's the thing with a, a show as daunting as Dragon Ball Z with hundreds of episodes, or even like a podcast like yours being like, if you're a new listener, it's like, do I have to listen to all these other episodes? You guys try to make it easy for anyone coming into your show that you try to wrap up everything that's happened in one minute. And as the episodes continue to grow, that just gets more and more challenging. And I've heard some really good ones. It sounds like you guys just straight up black out. And then by the time you come to, it's like an incredible one minute roundup. It's a weird but, uh, state. Yeah, for real. So like I just wanted to hear room. your thoughts on it. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, Aaron, correct me if I'm wrong, but we started out kind of wanting to almost do kind of like, you know, the original like, Last time on Dragon Ball Z, like that kind of thing. Nice. But then, you know, I, I don't think it ever really like worked or we couldn't find out a way to do it concisely because then it just felt like we were rehashing our last episode mm-hmm. to a point where it was like, well, well we were like doing twice the work at that point. Um, and then I forget exactly how like the actual one minute thing came to be. Was that like a challenge that I issued to you or you issued to me, Aaron? I, I, you know, I, my, I'm older than you. And so my memory's bad. You shouldn't trust me. (laughs) Uh, But like, I would say that I don't know who it came from, but it just kind of stuck. And I knew I, I just like the idea of it getting harder and dumber. Yes. (laughs) The, The farther we went along and it and it it definitely has gotten that i think in dragon ball we kind of we had a pretty decent rhythm oh yeah z's just like we have to retrain our brain oh yeah oh totally z stuff now so you're not far off with that fugue state and i always (laughs) joke that aaron and i will become the new micro machines guy by the (laughs) by the end of like z we'll be able to speak so fast and so perfectly that they'll have to bring micro machines back just for us (laughs) just for (laughs) I mean, Dragon Ball Z's never been uh, short in the toy line department, so exactly you just run through a whole saga of characters in a thirty-second commercial. Oh, mm-hmm. off air, we were sharing our pictures of our Dragon Ball Z toy collections just to prove that we are true nerds, and we've <laughs> yeah. been growing up with Dragon Ball <laughs> our whole lives. But uh, that and what was the last thing uh, regarding your show? I wanted to mention. Um, you guys also now have this wrap up to your show where it's keep fighting. And I feel like that has to have been more or less, uh, it, at least in the first 20 episodes, I don't think that was a thing. When did that come about? Because it's a really good sign off. I don't. <laughs> you, you keep reminding us that we're bad at ar- archiving. Yeah, that we no, that we have not you, we have not tracked anything. Or it any was decision. specifically episode one hundred and seventeen from two thousand seventeen <laughs> September. Like, no, I can't expect anyone to re- be able to recall something like that. But I was just curious if you knew offhand. But it's fine, or like where that came from. Uh, I mean, I like. It was just, hey, we should, we need a sign off. We need a sign off. What are we? What are, what would be good? And I think we pitched around things. Uh, it started with keep fighting, I think, and then we, or at one point, we also uh, when Krillin and Goku were training with Roshi for the first time. I think we say keep training. Yeah, in, in some of our episodes. Nice. And then eventually, 
I I think I said, you know what? Let's keep it consistent. Keep fighting. I just I like man, we want to be we're we're a dumb dumb joke podcast, but we also <laughs> know that the world kind of sucks sometimes or half the time or a lot. Uh, uh, yeah. depending on the week. <laughs> and we're just right? like we our philosophy kind of unspoken has always been like let's just be positive. We never want to hate on the show because we do love it. We're we're going to point out when things are dumb, mm-hmm. but it's not oh we hate this. Let's talk about how we hate it. Oh, our last episode kind of, we borderline. <laughs> we borderline. <laughs> but yeah. but it's it's it usually comes from a place of like love. We're like we love these characters and it's frustrating to see them like we get defensive of them. <laughs> like, why are they you making want- Gohan so annoying? Or why why is Bulma such an an asshole? <laughs> like yeah. in these episodes, Chi Chi is a good mom. She's yeah. just she cares about her son. She's not horrible. Yeah, she's you've, not you've a bad them, mom. <laughs> you've seen them better, so you don't like them seeing them when they're in the slow point of like they're better than this. Why are they writing them like this or stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, uh, and like I think so. The keep fighting just came out of that, just reminding everybody who's listening that. You know, you 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 can keep going like whatever is going on, just like the characters in the show, you get to you can keep moving forward with whatever your passion is, kind of like what we're doing with our podcast, and what you guys do with your podcast or anybody totally. making a podcast. It's like you have to consistently or, or, you know, continue to move forward in your endeavor and hopefully you'll get, you know, the ideal result. But either way. You're learning, you're you're growing, uh, and you're you know you're fighting through whatever it is. So, yeah, that's really cool. And uh, like in general, we we also you know we're we're anime fans. We watch a ton of it, mostly shonen, and that's sort of we've talked about uh, my hero like personally to each other before, and like we're we're huge fans of that. And I think every other week it's like, hey, man, I cried at this part. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because of just how wonderful Shonen is in the sense of like, yeah, man, just everyone there is just trying. And they're, and they're continually growing. And that's such a cool overall message that Dragon Ball Z has like deep, deep underneath. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And it's definitely paved the way for many... I mean, of course, many anime, especially shown and stuff, but like even other series and shows and just other medium have right. been influenced by how gigantic this is. I mean, for God's sakes, there's a Super Saiyan Blue Goku in the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Parade now. Like That was awesome. <laughs> Do you ever I, imagine like, that would be a thing? It was wild. I remember when I heard about that, I was so amped and excited. I almost decided to brave the frigid Thanksgiving air, <laughs> you know, being in New York <laughs> to go, go see to York. that. But then I was like, no, I don't I can watch it on TV. I'll be fine. <laughs> be warm. Absolutely. But to but to that point, like Dragon Ball, I think uniquely has infiltrated, you know, so much of uh I think uh Mer- American entertainment culture um mm-hmm. from like Michael B Jordan uh creating a line of clothes based around Naruto, which is shown in or uh Megan the Stallion doing um Totoro or yeah, Todoroki cosplay on like the cover of a magazine is like awesome. And those are all shonen and they're, you know, emblematic of hard work. And a lot of people are celebrating that now. And it's, it's really cool to see it like kind of come into its own in this like little, like little pockets of culture that are then overlapping. And, uh, you know, I get fed 
so many ads now on Instagram. It's like, hey, we know you like Dragon Ball. Here's Dragon Ball clothes. You can buy all the <laughs> Dragon Ball clothes you want. And sometimes I'm like, I'll find it on Amazon. I don't need this. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It's crazy because I remember specifically just like an era of like, like you guys talking about like elementary school, middle school, like as a kid, be like, yeah, we're all into this. And then like high school, it's like, yeah, we're not really into this. And college is like, yeah, we're not really into this. And now I feel like as an adult who can make his own decisions and purchase whatever I want and hang up whatever I want in my place, be like, I'm really into this. And like, oh, yeah. I had a yep. coworker be like, "Oh, is that in uh, my Hero Academia shirt?" I was like, "Hell yeah!" And he was like, 45 years old." He's like, "Oh yeah, my kid got me into that. It's all mine." I was like, "Yeah, it's crazy to see." Like, I mean, granted, I'm in LA, so everything's a little different out here, and people are just like, "Yeah, this is work." We, you know, voice these characters, right? <laughs> um, but it's it's great to see, like, not just like, "Oh, nerd culture's taking over," but it's just like. It's you can now sit with your parents, and be like, "Oh yeah, look at the Snoopy uh, balloon." Oh, there's Garfield hanging out with their buddy Goku. It's like what? right, like, yeah. My dad would like lose his shit if he knew that because all growing up he'd watch me watching Dragon Ball Z and be like, "What is this garbage?" He's like, "When you grow up, you're gonna look back and be like, this is stupid and be mad that you were into it." And it's like, no, nope, here I am, like thirty nope. <laughs> some years old, and I'm like still watching the seasons, playing the video games, and being like, "This shit's cool." Don't get me wrong; I think we can all agree the story writing isn't anything special, but I think nostalgia <laughs> plays a huge role oh, in me right. just obsessing over Dragon Ball. Anything? Yeah, I have a coworker who's. Um He's like, I think he's in his 30s and he's got a daughter and uh, he saw that I had, like, I have some figures on my desk at work because I'm a cool, I'm that guy. (laughs) I've got, I've got Goku riding a Nimbus and uh, one of our friends sent us some stuff. So I've got a Krillin on my desk and another coworker had like some Gundams, uh, some Gundam models. So I've inherited those and he came over and he goes, so you watch Dragon Ball? And I was like. Oh, yeah, of, of course. Like, I love Dragon Ball. I also have a podcast. And he goes, that's awesome. He's like, uh, me and my daughter, we watch Dragon Ball Z together. And she loves it. She, like, she doesn't know a lot. Like, she's, like, four or something. So it, at the age that she can go out in the wilderness and survive for six months. Um, <laughs> but, but uh, like... He he was so excited to like now have someone at work to talk to like oh did you hear about this thing in, in Super that happened and um, his daughter was so nice she gave me a sticker when she came into the into work one day he was like this uh-huh. is Vince he likes Dragon Ball too and she goes you want a sticker and I said yes of course and I slapped it on my <laughs> on my notebook Aww. so I take it to meetings with me now. That's awesome, dude. That's so cool. That's what I mean. I love uh, different generations bonding over Dragon Ball. It's just, it's just, it's a fun show. The characters are what really make it. And I think it's still going as big as ever because I heard recently with Dragon Ball Super down in like Mexico City, they would have unofficial like viewing parties for it, <laughs> like, like to the point where they even got a letter from like Toei Animation being like, hey. This isn't sanctioned. You guys can't do this. <laughs> and Mexico City's like, fuck yeah, we can. What are you going to do about it? Like, there were, there were posters up around the city and stuff being like, Goku versus, I forget his name. He was like the big gray alien. Jigen? No. Uh, Jiren. <sighs> Jiren. Jiren? Yeah. It was, yeah. it was like Goku versus Jiren. And it was like, it looked like a wrestling match. Like the promotion, like promotional posters they made for it. And it was just like. I think they had, like, a government-sponsored channel was broadcasting it and something, like, unofficially. Oh, yeah. But it's just, like... That is like, wild. It's still as big as ever. And, like, some places, it's even bigger than it was at its peak back in the mm-hmm. day. And it's crazy. It's still going. Yeah. Dragon Ball Super Broly was an amazing experience. Like, I got to see it 
premiere night in the theater, packed to the gills, and just people going ape shit over oh, yeah. like every transformation, and like people calling out like. Yo, Broly gonna kick Goku's ass, B. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody be like, shut the fuck up. Stop this motherfucker. <laughs> Love it. Oh, man. Okay, so as someone who's never seen any of Super, would you recommend it? Because I've only seen up to the end of the Boo Saga. Hmm. Uh, well, so we also haven't watched Super. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, and is that what you intend to do with your show? Yeah, yeah we we, we had to we had to put a, a I guess an embargo uh, on Dragon Ball content. So I think we're both like holding off on Super for the show in six years when we get to that point <laughs> yep. for sure. Yeah, that we can get it fresh. Um, a lot of people when they hear about our show, they'll talk about a Team Four Star, which made the uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged uh, videos. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, right. And I had. I'd seen some, but I wasn't super into it. And people are like, "Oh, you should check this out." I'm like, well, I can't and won't because I don't <laughs> want like I, I don't want to like cross the streams. I don't want any right. of their stuff getting into my brain. Yeah. Right? Because I think we had that same like issue when we were both actively uh, playing Kakarot and then having to come <laughs> talk about the beginning of Z. It because it kind of it really did parallel. Like we were we were both starting Kakarot when we were starting Z. And it was kind of ruining some of the aspects of the podcast where we we're kind of tunnel vision on this this one form of Dragon Ball media. And then it kept infiltrating our conversation. So we had to be like, okay, we can't do this anymore. <laughs> Let's just get it all out in in one of our pregames and, you know, uh, and then go from there. Yeah. Speaking of your pregames, I have a suggestion for one, and I'm Uh-oh. sure it's going to get shot down immediately. But can you guys – Watch the movie Dragon Ball Evolution and talk about it. <laughs> oh boy! Oh we boy! Are... Doug, Doug, I what are don't you know doing? when These we're gonna do guests. that. Well, we that's the thing. To. I feel like, how does this exist? It was a movie from 2009. For anyone who's unfamiliar, where they literally did live action Dragon Ball, and it's as bad as you can imagine. <laughs> Chow, Chow Young Fat plays Master Roshi, <laughs> which oh. is insane. I remember going. Okay, 2009. <laughs> I would I, I this is me as a senior in high school <laughs> about to graduate and I got like a couple of my friends who are still watching Dragon Ball uh to go watch this movie and I had to profusely apologize because of how bad it was we were <laughs> we were like the theater was probably 10% full and by the time it it was over we were like the only people still there sitting there being like what the fuck who did this to <laughs> us why yeah. it's like why none of this made sense nothing n- yeah it's it's a special it's a special piece of media <laughs> yeah it needs to be torn apart in a pregame if you ask me i don't know i think it, but that's the thing you might be better off not putting yourself through it again. And I'm sorry for making you relive those <laughs> memories. <laughs> Emmy we, Rosen was Balma? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about it. I think we have to do it at some point. Yeah. It, yes. I think it'll be some some milestone. We covered uh we did a few live shows at conventions uh where we covered uh there's this Thai this unlicensed, I want to say Taiwanese live action. Of uh, oh boy, Dragon yeah, Ball, was... it's called. It's called Dragon Ball: The Magic Begins. Um, wow! It is. 
Yeah, it's is no good, <laughs> but there, there, there's some fun things in it. Uh, I think the filmmakers actually went back, did a remastered version because uh, they had a fight between Goku and Yamcha, uh, and so but they that they weren't able to do. So for some reason, the movie is live action, live action. Goku and Yamcha jump up on some uh, ruins, and then it goes into like CG. Oh, yeah. So both characters become CG for this very big fight scene. And then it goes back to live action from like 20 years ago. It, it, <laughs> wow. is, it is wild. Like That's bonkers. Nuts. Yeah, I'm looking at Mr. Roshi right now and he looks ridiculous. Wow. What, <laughs> he, there's what a, a thing. He get he gets down and f- he gets funky. There's like a oh, whole yeah. dance number. <laughs> whole guess, dance with, number. Uh, it would be technically oolong. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. All right. Last note about Dragon Ball Evolution. Apparently there's a character in the movie called Carrie Fuller, but they're played by a human being named Texas Battle, which is absurd. There's Texas no- Battle. Texas Quincy Battle Texas. is the actor's name. Hey, boys, I'm Texas Quincy Battle. I hear you're talking all kinds of yang uh. on me about this, about this Dragon Ball Evolution. Look, I had a... I had Mouths to feed. <laughs> I got bills to pay. God, my cattle, my cattle needed new hay. Okay, it is my only chance. That's on par with a Dragon Ball Z name. Like, it is her daughter. That's, his daughter Dallas. Daughter Dallas <laughs> and his son Austin. Son Austin. Cousin, Cousin Houston. Alamo. <laughs> Cousins Houston and Alamo. <laughs> oh, God. oh Lord. I love that you just brought a little bit of improv into this whole bit. That's like a pretty good sneak peek of, into what you guys do on your show. And in fact, real quick, before we maybe wrap this one up, uh, I was just curious, would you guys have any interest in playing a short conversation game with us? I, I love both of those things. Yeah, so yes. sure. <laughs> That's what makes All right, let's play a game of I Was the Walrus. Alright, so we're playing I Was the Walrus, and we're going to have Vince versus Aaron here to see who can uh, come out on top as Victor. Uh, and I'm trying to do Dragon Ball Z-themed like uh, categories for you guys, so let's see what you make of this stuff. Uh, if you were a character in the Dragon Ball Z universe, and you're a fighter... You know how, like, everyone has their own special move, like Raditz, for instance, his is Double Sunday. What's the name <laughs> of your special move? Mm. And Raditz. when you have, when you have a, when you have an answer, just let me know you're ready, and then we'll count you in. Oh, God. Raditz okay. sucks. Uh, Double Sunday? Are you kidding he's me? He's so lame. <laughs> <laughs> what would be my special move? Hey, Raditz, what happened? Oh, I was killed by my brother early on, who then went on to become a god? <laughs> I just died. Does that mean Raditz could have been a god? Raditz ain't shit. I think I have my answer. Oh, no. Okay. Aaron has his, and I'm still All fumbling right. for mine. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. I got one. I got one. 
All right, cool. Then I'm going to count you guys in from the count of three, and then we'll start with Aaron first. All right, three, two, one. What's your special move? After training in the swamps of Georgia, my home, <laughs> so perfecting my body, carrying, uh, it'd be sweet tea to various houses. <laughs> sweet tea. Uh, I've perfected my key into a, some might call it a butt-shaped image oh. that I toss at people, Mario 2 style. My attack is the Georgia Peach! <laughs> oh, I love it. The Georgia Peach, and then a big butt smacks you in the face. (laughs) And then followed by me saying, you up. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Vince. After 17 months of hard training in a basketball arena, Vince has perfected a move that concentrates his key from his feet to his hands into a spherical image, into into a spherical uh, ball of energy that he then... Mega NBA jams on his opponents. <laughs> nice. Are you are you flaming during this? Or oh, of course. On fire. I, my key. My key. Uh, it it erupts out of my back like fiery wings, and I believe <laughs> I can fly. Points. Plays. <laughs> Literally dunking on people. That's pretty awesome. Ah, uh, man, those are both really good answers. Uh, Bren, are you partial to anyone? I think I know where I'm leaning. I think keeping in line with true Dragon Ball Z fashion of utter nonsense and food, I'm leaning towards the peach. Yes, and I was also just thinking anything with butts is a clear winner. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. I, I knew I lost. I knew I lost the minute he, he went into the Georgia backstory. <laughs> No, that was an excellent answer. So you guys already understand how to play. So we give a point to Aaron for that one. Uh, best of two wins. Uh, let's get another category going. Uh, let me think here. I had one for you. What the hell was it? Vince, like we agreed, take a dive. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you dare. My my pride is a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck pride, as <laughs> someone once said. <laughs> Oh, we got Yamcha over here. <laughs> oh, god damn it. If you could take any DBZ character from that universe and bring them into the real world as, like, your sidekick slash best friend, who would it be? <laughs> any of these characters who could throw a car with one mm. hand be my sidekick for when I'm doing my taxes. Well, yeah. <laughs> god damn it, that's what I'm up against later today. Yeah, I gotta do that this weekend. Oh, who would it be? Who would it be? Hmm. Literally anyone from the Dragon Ball Z universe could kick I, kick my ass. Well, yeah, that's I what I mean. It, I wouldn't even... Personally, I think I'd go with Corrin just because it's a cute cat person like that. I'd just be like, let's chill, dude. <laughs> God, what does Corrin do on that lookout? There's no, there's nothing He up. grows them beans, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I just, those cat beans. I, I have I, I believe I have my answer and Vince is gonna hate it. I I, I also have my answer. Alright, well then let's count you guys in and we'll start with Aaron again. Three, two, one, who's your new best friend? <laughs> Vince, I'm so sorry. But Uh-oh. it's it's the pragmatic answer. <gasps> uh, I, I have to go with Bulma. Oh no. Uh, Cause one Gasp. she's rich. <laughs> You idiot, oh, she's rich. Yeah, that's true. She's rich got Capsule Corp. She can invent me anything, and she'll do it. She'll complain about it at first, but she will do it. 
Mm. Two, I, I'm currently a single man. Uh, she's she's gonna be she's married. Guys, come on. Um, <laughs> no, she's gonna be she she's gonna she's. You don't think she has single friends? She's gonna hook me up. Oh yeah, Balma's got a ton of single friends. You're gonna you're gonna be set. She's gonna definitely hook you up. She's the one that got married early in her group. Yeah. Plus, uh, Vegeta's around. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> you don't want to hang out with her too much. Vegeta. Vegeta's definitely the jealous type. She will, but like I will let her buy me a very fancy dinner from time to time. <laughs> awesome. How about you, Vince? All right, uh, I you know if you listen to the podcast, you may have seen this coming, but you know I'm gonna pull my boy Piccolo in to the real world, because uh, because I just I don't know I think Piccolo and I will we get along we'd like to make fun of people out of, like I like to people watch <laughs> so I can see Piccolo and I like he he's floating and I'm like sitting on his shoulders and he's just like look at that guy looks like a real wimp and I'd be like Haha, yeah you're right Piccolo blow him up. <laughs> You got it, boss. Yeah, I just want—I want—I want to yeah. be more a Piccolo sidekick. I want him to yeah. train me like he did little boy Gohan, leaving me out in the forest for six months. Oh man, Vince, you're like—I don't know—hitting, striking a chord with me because, like, as a kid, like riding the bus, going to school, being like influenced by Dragon Ball Z, I was always like, I am Piccolo's student. Oh yeah, <laughs> I just feel like he would be the coolest person to just hang out with and learn from. So I'm more partial to that. Bren, what are your thoughts on these answers? I mean. We're in, like, peak streetwear fashion right now as a society. I can't think of anyone who's better casual clothing than Piccolo. Oh, yeah, and it's weighted to train you. Exactly. I mean, not the, not the casual clothing. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, Piccolo, this, can, like, Piccolo can get you the freshest looks. When that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. I could just be like, yo, Piccolo, hook me up with those Jordan 6s. And he'd be like, uh, fine. <laughs> Don't say it didn't do anything for you. <laughs> but they're a hundred pounds each. <laughs> oh god! The vertical leap's going to be absurd, and that's how I learned my new attack. <laughs> yeah, there you Hell go. yeah! Piccolo gave me a weighted basketball uniform. Got to hit the cannon button. Uh, that's a reference to your show. Hey, All right. Well, then I'm going to definitely give this one to Vince. I'm leaning yes. Piccolo on that. Uh, so you guys each got a point. This comes down to the tiebreaker. Bren, help me out. I need a category. <laughs> okay. Here we go. One of the most iconic sequences from Dragon Ball, the fusion dance. Who would be two characters you would fuse together? That is a great one. I'm so glad I mm. uh, threw you under the bus. Is this, <laughs> is this any any character from anything, or we're, we're sticking to the Dragon Ball universe? Anything from Dragon Ball. Okay. But mm. keep a note for next time we play, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Write that one down. <laughs> I'm talking like. Chaozu and Krillin's baby Meryl. Mer- What's her name? All right. Oh, what? I, yeah, I, have an, I have an answer. I've mentioned this before. Doug, we could probably cut this out because this might be a rant. Krillin names his daughter with Android 18 after his ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah. That is yep. fucked yeah. up. Yep. Yep. I'm not cutting that out. Yeah, That's no, you got you to leave that in. It's, Wait, it's, so... it's disturbing. <laughs> uh, maybe cut this bit out. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> my, I mean, she'll never listen, but my sister uh, in high school and a little bit after high school, she was uh, steady with this dude named Jackson. Her first son, the second kid, is named Jackson. Yeah. Same it, kind of premise, it huh? Happens. Mm. It apparently happens. <laughs> it must be those, <laughs> the life. name must just like stick with you. 
and we all just don't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no one in our like, except for like my brother's like, well, that was weird. Huh. But I, like I'm curious. I'm like, I. What was the conversation when you were when when you were convincing your husband that yes, this was the name we need to go with? Because <laughs> I feel like it's had to come up with like talking about exes. I'm like, oh yeah, I used to date this person named so and so. Anyway, for our kid, it should be named so and so. Exactly. The the I guess the only workaround is that our uh, my middle name is Jackson, and that is okay. from my I guess technically my step grandma. Uh, gotcha. So she can argue that it comes from that, but, but we, we all know. know. We all know a jilted ex <laughs> ain't no coincidence. <laughs> I do have my answer, by the way. Oh, okay, fair uh, enough. Yeah, I also have mine. I also have mine. Then, Brand count them in. All right, ready? Three, two, one, go. So I maybe I'm just a little hungry, and keeping with the food theme. Uh, if I had to fusion two characters, I would fusion Chi-Chi and Blue-Haired Launch. Because oh. can you imagine the feast the that feast. they would prepare for you and, wow. all their, and all their friends? Yeah. For some reason, I thought you were going the cannibalistic route. I was like, that's really fucked up. But no. Can you imagine eating those two guys? <laughs> I'm just kidding. The marbling. <laughs> Launch has those tasty games. <laughs> she, oh, no. Uh, she does <laughs> different way, but Doug, yeah, you've been I talking with me too much. Not everyone's know, a cannibal. It's my own fault. <laughs> but no, no, yeah, I would give me that food. Give me the but, the plates on plates on plates. But Aaron, have you thought what happens if uh, pepper chachanch chachanch and goes and goes super super like goes blonde hair chachanch not launchy not launchy launchy launchy's way better. <laughs> yeah, Chichanch is just a, a an evolved form of Big Chungus. <laughs> um, oh, she goes. She she's goes, better at she cr- you know what? She's better at crimes. Oh, she just, she, she does swats. the crime to I fund mean, the food. And you that's think the play, that's the loop. Still would transform if she sneezes, or just gets a weird blonde. Then she streak. becomes Chichanch. Just a single blonde <laughs> streak. There we go. Because like. Ox King was a criminal in Dragon Ball. Like he kind of ran his own territory, and Chi Chi was his daughter with just a blade on her head. We we That's goof true. on that constantly. Yes, the, the, the crimes of the Ox King. <laughs> we'll never forget. Love it. Never forget. Never never. How forget. about you, Vince? Uh, okay, uh, I'm reaching a little bit further into the Dragon Ball canon, and mm. this one came to me, and I thought it would be beautiful. I'm going to fuse Dende. With Mr. Satan. Holy Ooh. shit. So now the God, so it's now it's Dende Satan. So it's like he's God and Satan all in one. And I'd love to see a tall version of Dende with an afro. <laughs> Demon King Satan. Exactly. I I relate. Oh. <laughs> now, now I'm just imagining him like about on the lookout. And like he still effectively does nothing. But yeah. now he's just running around like flexing, talking like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> oh yeah, Mr. Rumble, let's go another round. No, I don't want to wrestle. Let's go. <laughs> he's just like, hey Popo, <laughs> how are those Z boys doing down in Corn Tower? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. 
<laughs> you guys reminded me, did Satan ever fuse with anybody? Because uh, as we no, were talking about our DBZ fused. toys and stuff, I have a, a little, like, Mr. Satan, like, the size of, like, a trunks or something. I'm like, did he ever fuse with one of the kids? <laughs> <laughs> I, no, that's just the toy. Humans I feel, can't fuse. I, I feel like in Super, um, they shrunk them, like, they shrunk everyone down. Oh, yeah. Well, he, he got older and he's, like, hunched over. So, he's, like, an old man. He's the only one that actually shows age. Everyone else is like, I'm a Saiyan and immortal. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, I... Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with... Durkul? Durkul? Durkul. Mr. Dayton? <laughs> the half-Earthling, yeah, I... half-Namekian half Durkul. <laughs> Durkul. <laughs> I'm torn because I would love to eat the food. I'm also just like a hungry person as well. But I, I think I'm going to go with uh, Dende, Mr. Satan, because that just I, just trying to picture like a Dende with an afro or however that's going to pan out <laughs> sounds pretty hilarious. Out. Yeah. Yep. Um, but that's how we play uh, I Was Walrus. We're going to give this one to Vince. Hey, Vince, you better leave town. My boys are coming. <laughs> <laughs> the Georgia peach is coming down. Oh, no. Yeah, we'll have to square off your peach versus my ball. (laughs) (laughs) This got explicit fast. Yeah, this was quite the episode. I feel like our... our, our, uh, Podcasts mesh very well together. I'm glad to have uh, finally uh, been able to have you guys on our program. Let's wrap this up and do some plugs. Where can our listeners find your shows? And if I'm not mistaken, you guys are going to be having a booth at a a convention coming up soon. So let's tell everyone where they can find you guys there. Um, Kame House Party is the name of the podcast. If we haven't said it 20 times already, Uh, (laughs) wherever podcasts are found, you can come on to KameHouseParty.com. Uh, to subscribe, our, our entire archive is there. If you're looking for a particular episode, we have clips. You find our social there. Uh, and on the first weekend of April, uh, I believe it's April 4th to 7th, uh, we'll be in Pittsburgh, PA at TechoCon. Uh, we'll have a table there. You can come by, say hi. We'll have some stickers. I actually think during this recording, our banner just came to my door. Nice. So, <laughs> nice. Um, uh, we'll also have a panel on podcasting. If you're interesting, interested in like signing your life over to to the way of the <laughs> podcast, uh, we will we'll, we'll teach we'll give you some tips and tricks so you don't make our mistakes. Yeah, we'll give you weighted <laughs> microphones and headphones, and <laughs> your neck's gonna be so thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a, that's the thing. All you listeners, you can't see our necks; they're huge, bulging. The size of our legs. Uh, but yeah, preparing your listeners uh, to become podcasters. We don't need more podcasts. I'm just kidding. But let's move on. Uh, Brent, how about you? You have another podcast, as I just made that joke. <laughs> we don't need more podcasts. Here's my other podcast. Uh, yes, I have an anime podcast where we delve into three episodes of anime and try and try and present it as like an intro for maybe people who aren't as weeby as I am. Uh, so it's called Are Weeb There Yet? And mm. uh, we definitely open invitation to have you guys on. I don't think we have any plans for Dragon Ball Z anytime soon. It's definitely on their list, though, because it's I we only watched three episodes and picking three episodes of Dragon Ball Z out of context is very difficult. Yeah, <laughs> good could, luck with that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll talk about other anime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, 
I, we already did My Hero Academia, but I could put it back on the list and we could talk about the movie. <laughs> oh, I'll uh, talk about the movie all day. Oh, yeah. Or, or hit us up when uh, you, you're talking about, or hit me up when you're talking about um, uh, Yusuke Urameshi. That's my, that's my dude. Oh, uh, we already did. Believe me, that was one of the first ones I picked. Dang I'm it. all about Hakusho. Yeah. yeah. I can guarantee uh, it won't be as bad as when I was on the show doing Elfin Lied, though. Oh, that was a that was a rough one. <laughs> a, lot of blood, a lot of blood and boobs in those first three episodes. Yep. Uh, but you can also find me on uh, Twitter at ABTSBrendan. Very cool. And listener, if you like our show, give us a like, follow, subscribe. We're findable at all the places at ABT Silence, uh, twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. If you want to see us Twitch streaming every now and then, I will be playing some Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, just trying to burn through the story there and maybe even some GTA and or Need for Speed. But like I said, it was a long time to come in getting this one set up. I'm really grateful to have you guys on the show. Hopefully we'll have you on again in the future. But uh, until next time, we'll see you guys next week. See you. Bye. Keep fighting.